Welcome back, everybody, to Quid Prog Quo, the musical podcast where I introduce my friends and loved ones to progressive rock music, and they in turn get me to listen to whatever they want. And today we've got a very special guest of Banana. I've known Banana for, we figured out it was like over five years, which is really saying something. Uh, Really excited. I know her from uh, my, I guess, uh, role-playing game era of my life, Uh, and they are just an amazing individual, and I love hanging out with them as much as I possibly can. Uh, because I just feel like, especially with this lockdown, we haven't had a chance to really connect. So this is what this podcast is all about. Uh, I'm really excited to dive in and uh, regale you in our our time together. Uh, And before we do, I always love to give a huge shout out to Olena Alinsky for designing the show's graphic, as well as Explosive Ear Candy for their track altogether now, which is the soundtrack to this podcast. So without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Come along Give me more of your sunshine so much for agreeing to come on banana thank you so much for having me it's been a while since we've hung out i mean okay, this isn't really hanging out but you know close enough <laughs> close enough yeah uh, do you want to let everybody know like how i know you and just how amazing you are because like <laughs> you're one of the big at least in my life movers and shakers that i can be like i know this person kind of Aww. thing yeah <laughs> Well, um, I'm Banana Chan. I, uh, she, her, they, them. I am the owner and uh, co-designer and uh, co-owner, sorry, of a uh, small box board game slash RPG publishing company called Game in a Curry. Uh, but I also do like writing and uh, design and all that stuff for other companies. Uh, so my latest work has been on Ravenloft, uh, which is for like, you know, fifth edition D&D. Um, and I also designed Junction Blood in the Banquet Hall, co-designed Junction Blood in the Banquet Hall with uh, my co-designer, uh, Senfon Lim. And uh, I think that's like the two big things that most people know me for. Right. Oh, and also I was a haunt, uh, lead haunt writer for uh, Scooby-Doo Betrayal at Mystery Mansion. Which is just amazing like like huge up and coming like when I saw that your name was in Ravenloft I was like this is fantastic so that's just I I was blown away and I'm so excited to see all of your future things because you're always putting out new things and new items um so yeah no I'm super excited to have you on here and I mean we met I believe the first time we ever met was actually at VidCon way back when yeah that was how long ago was that? Was that like five years ago? Or? I think it was five years ago. It was like, was it 2017? Oh, wow. Yeah, it must have been 2017. Yeah, because I think that's when I went. Um, either 2017 or 2018, but I think it was 2017. Um, and like from there, whenever I'm going to a gaming convention, I always make sure to say, Banana, I'm coming. <laughs> like, make sure I, you're there. 
I am there. I mm -hmm. will be there. And I also find it really funny that in VidCon, it's like, obviously the two Canadians find each other. <laughs> That's always right? how it goes, yeah. Yeah, whenever there's an international convention of any kind, the Canadians will always find one another. <laughs> you can just follow it through our stories, right? Yeah, and it's not even <laughs> like it was planned or anything. No. It was just like we randomly bumped into one another. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then friendship was had. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was great. Um, so yeah, super stoked to have you on board. And as always, I always try with this podcast to introduce people to music that I think they'll enjoy. Uh, but because I know you through this one more niche area of my life, I didn't know where our crossover for music is. So I think we're going in both a little bit blind, which I'm pretty <laughs> excited for. Um, so before I give you the album of my choice, why don't you talk a little bit about the album of your choice? <laughs> So I chose Billy Talent, um, their latest album. I'm assuming it's called the Forgiveness Trilogy. So um, mm -hmm. right now I'm working on another game with Semphon Lim and uh, it is called One Night Only and Ooh. you are uh, kids. You're basically playing kids who are uh, in their senior year of high school and you have a band. Maybe you've been playing for a while, maybe just started playing maybe you're just like okay i just want to start a band whatever it's a cool thing to do right mm -hmm. and so um eventually the band breaks up because you you know go to college you do your thing uh or like you move away or what have you right yeah but once you graduate once the summer's over uh you just end up splitting up um and later on uh you play as your adult selves reuniting mm -hmm. and meeting up again so one of the bands I've been listening to is Billy Talent, but right. like all of their stuff that I listened to when I was like in high school, right? right. So right. it's just like, oh, this brings back so many memories. Oh, wait a second. They're still around. They're yeah. still making music. This is yeah. really weird and cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, that's one of the reasons why I brought them up. That's great. Yeah, I'm looking. The, the latest one that they put out was in 2016 of Afraid of Heights. Is that the one that we're looking at? I think so. So... Okay. I did, I did not do a lot of research on this. That's cool. Let you know that. No, that's uh, all right. They did like a mini movie type of thing. And oh. it was called like the F Forgiveness Trilogy. And it was like, okay. it, it's very, um, I only like skimmed through a little bit, but it was like, it's very, uh, it's like sci-fi sort of like Dune-esque type Ooh. of uh, thing that's going on. Yeah, it's very strange. Well, I love Dune, so that'll be all right. <laughs> Dune-esque. I mean, it's it's not exactly the same as Dune. I'm it's like set in the desert. It. That's like the only thing. The Forgiveness Trilogy. I'm looking for anything for the Forgiveness Trilogy. I think it might be on their YouTube. Yeah, I'm um, trying. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm doing a deep dive. Billy Talent Forgiveness. Okay, I've got I've got I've got a few. I've got Forgiveness One and Two. Uh, yeah. That was a year ago. Forgiveness one, forgiveness two. So I'm going to go right to there. Maybe there's like a playlist of a bunch of them. Yeah, maybe. Because I've so got, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure if this is a part of their last album, like the, the hmm. I'm Afraid of Heights one, or mm -hmm. if it's something completely different. Yeah, something a little bit different. Yeah, because mm -hmm. there's the I Beg to Differ, which came out, I believe, a couple years ago. And then Afraid of Heights is their other big one. Mm -hmm. 
videos. What I can do is I can listen to that, um, that forgiveness chapter one and two, and then just continue to listen to some good Billy Talent because nice. I will be I will be completely honest. Um, Billy Talent was a band that I knew of and a lot of my friends knew of, um, and they all loved, but I never really got into them. Um, even though like Billy Talent, like their debut album in 2003 and their follow-up in 2006 was like huge at the time. Mm -hmm. I was never a big fan of that style of music. Um, I was listening more towards, especially at that time, I was diving into like the seventies and all of those stuff. Um, and I had a little bit of elitism that I've thankfully <laughs> shed away, but it was like, ah, oh, if it wasn't written like 30 years ago, it's not quality content, which is complete <laughs> and utter BS. Um, so yeah, I've never actually sat down and listened to a full Billy Talent project outside of just a song here and there. So yeah, they were really big. Uh, they were on much music for a while. There was like Ooh. that whole phase in like Canadian music i guess it's history now because it's like yeah, i, like I this feel is old for saying it <laughs> almost 20 years ago now yeah yeah um but yeah there's that whole era where it's like oh there's all these bands that were like billy talent like there was um i mean not even some 41 right like some 41 had that pop punk feel yes. billy talent was like a little more like edgy and like Scene. Yeah, there was <laughs> there was a little bit more aggression in them. Like I mm -hmm. feel like some forty one and Blink one eighty two. I always called them bubblegum punk because mm -hmm. they were like that very happy, like go lucky. We have a little bit of aggression in some of our lyrics, but for the most part, we're just here to party. Whereas yeah. I feel like Billy Talent was a little bit more aggressive in their approach. So. I think at some point though, as well, that like some forty one and Blink one eighty two, they were like, okay, we gotta get more aggressive now, mm -hmm. and then they had like that whole. I don't know that that weird phase of like oh we're just going to be like um like there was that one music video that some 41 made fun of the strokes for where it was just oh. like that that back set where it was just like yeah. uh it was just like bright lights it looked like they were on a tv set mm -hmm. um and then they sort of changed their sound uh, yeah which was interesting yeah and I mean all bands kind of need to do that uh in order to grow and not just become stagnant but mm -hmm. I feel like that was almost in a direct response to kind of the music that was going on and especially the back catalog of like okay we're a little bit older we can't just party all the time let's actually get back to you know the root of where we started from yeah so, yeah um so the album that I have for you um, is almost in direct opposition to all of this. <laughs> uh, this is from one of those bands from the 70s that, you know, I'm pretty sure while you were listening to these guys, I was listening to this. Nice. Um, so this is from a band called Yes. Oh, okay. Do you know Yes? Yes, I do know Yes. Okay, so <laughs> tell me a little which bit. Which album? Well, I want to know your familiarity with Yes before I, I dive into it. So I have listened to a little, just a little bit of their, their music, right? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I haven't really, I wasn't, it's more like a thing that you hear on the radio because over yeah. here, like occasionally they play on the radio. Yeah. Um, but 
now it's sort of just like, okay, I hear about them on a radio. I only really, I never really listened to them back when I was like in high school or anything. Yeah. Uh, high school, it was more like, you know, Billy Talent and all that. Yeah. Uh, but now I'm hearing more of them because mm-hmm. I also listen to WFMU. Um, okay. Which is a radio station here uh, that plays like really odd music, just like random music all right, around. Right, like there's no real... Um like ske- not schedule what am I thinking of like library of music um I'm trying to think there's a like specific word of like the type of music that you listen to um programming maybe like no specific program of, it's just yeah. all over the place they, they so they have programming mm-hmm. um but it's it's set to a point where it's just like okay you turn it on you don't know what to expect kind of thing okay. and their DJs are phenomenal I oh, that's love their DJs. They're so great. Um, in the morning, there is this one DJ called Clay Pigeon, and he mm-hmm. just plays whatever he feels like oh, that's uh, great. for the day. And yeah. I think he would love WFMU. It's like Ooh. one of the greatest radio stations that I'm make a I note of that because I haven't. I honestly haven't listened to the radio in like years. WFMU. Um, yeah. Like I only listen to it when I'm up at the family cottage because what else are you going to listen to up there? And it's only like the classic rock stations which play Mm -hmm. like the same five ACDC and Led Zeppelin songs over and over and over again, which is fine if you like that, but after a while they start to get (laughs) a little repetitive. Um, So the album I have for you is one of my favorites from them. And it comes at a very odd point in the whole progressive rock landscape. Um, This is their 1977 release of Going for the One. Yeah, so... In 1977, progressive rock was kind of on the way out. Um, Like, uh, in my mind, progressive rock really started from like 1969 and then started to fizzle out by like 1975. Mm -hmm. There were still bands that were putting out music, but in terms of like that peak experimentation, art rock, just trying whatever works, had kind of gone down after about 1975, 1976. And I think the public was exhausted by, you know, music that was 20 minutes long with ridiculous compositions that didn't make any sense. And so most of those prog bands were either folding up or transitioning into more of a popular experiment, like a popular expression, like Genesis in the eighties went pop, um, Pink Floyd, kind of disbanded and rebanded afterwards. Uh, yes, afterwards would go full on pop with like Owner of a Lonely Heart. But this is this weird kind of a transition phase, especially when like by 1977, punk was really coming in and being a, a, a force to be reckoned with as almost a direct opposition of progressive rock. Like where progressive rock was overly produced, they had long stretches of music, like overly compositions um, and talked about like space wizards Punk was coming on, it was short, it was punchy, it was hard, it was fast, and it was also very political. Um, so it was a very strange time. So this comes out in that, that time. Um, so they're still trying their best to be that symphonic sounding of music, but they're less, like, for example, this, tr- this album has five songs on it, and that's it. And this is the most amount of songs that they've had on an album for their past like four or five albums. Cause all their other albums either had three or four songs on that. And that includes their double album. So 
Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. So this one, it's, it's, it's one of my favorites. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more once you have a listen to it, but, um, yeah, that's kind of the context and the surroundings of this album. And I'm super excited for you to dive in and have a listen to it. I'm very excited to listen. Yeah. Uh, but before we do, I have a yes. quick question. Of course. Did you watch the Sparks documentary? Hmm. I never got around to it. I really want to. I think it's just called the Sparks Brothers. It is. Yeah, that's the uh, Edgar Wright one, right? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Um, I, so theaters still aren't open. I think they opened up last week where I'm at um, and there's no showings of it here um, oh. and I'm too lazy to try to find it online because <laughs> what streaming service is it on? Um, I think I watched it on Amazon. I don't remember but okay. uh, just a warning mm-hmm. it is two and a half hours long. <laughs> Oof. All right. All right well I'm I mean I don't know too much about the Sparks. I know that the tagline for it was it's your band's favorite band so yeah and yeah in the in the movie they talk a little bit about like how uh what you were talking about you know with Mm -hmm. punk rock becoming a thing in the 70s yeah uh, it sort of enveloped you know sparks and they just like sort of died into the background even though they were trying to make music it was just like harder for them uh to do anything yeah it's so interesting when these big movements of music come out and swallow um like smaller bands that are either counterculture or of the current culture um mm-hmm. like i'm remembering um another band called um cardiacs that was coming out in like the mid to late 80s which was more of like a marriage between progressive rock and punk uh but then they got swallowed up from with grunge because grunge was very much a heavier more sophisticated version of metal music um, but yeah, I know I really need to see that movie because everybody that I know that loves music is like, you got to see it because Edgar Wright really does a good job of showcasing the love of the band and what it all means. Mm-hmm. I suggest streaming it just so you can take breaks. It's very right. long. <laughs> right. That's okay. That's okay. I'll, I'll probably do that. Uh, okay. So I will go and listen to this um, couple songs from Billy Talent. And then would you suggest I listen to their first album or their second album? Oh gosh, which I don't even remember what they're, is that the Fallen Leaves one? Is so Fallen Leaves one there's of the Billy Talent and then Billy Talent 2. Oh, they just <laughs> did after. Okay. Well, that's yeah. easy enough. I would say um, probably two. I like okay. two better. Okay. That's the one with, okay. Yeah. That's the one with the songs that I think I liked better. Okay. So yeah, I'll listen to uh, those um, trilogy albums, the Suffering Ones or whatever it was. Uh, and then I'll dive in and listen to Billy Talent 2. Um, and then you can enjoy Awaken. Uh, or sorry, going for the one. Awaken's my favorite track off of that. Nice. I'm going to listen to all five songs. Okay. Six songs. <laughs> Six or five? Five. After Awaken, okay, awesome. after Awaken, you can stop listening because they'll probably just be like bonus material that they always nice. shove on there. <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome. Cool. So I will see you in just over 15 minutes or so. See you soon. Because I know the future's on our side.
with that banana and I go into our own musical silos to listen to one another's music. I dive a little bit deep into the uh, Billy Talent discography, which I've never had a chance to do so. And uh, banana has a chance to check out some one of my favorite Yes albums. So uh, while we're doing that, I want to give a few shout outs to some patrons of mine. Triple Nine is my latest patron. So thank you so much, Triple Nine, for donating to my Patreon. And I also want to give a huge shout out to Philippe. Uh, Philippe has donated to me in the past, and I want to make sure that I give a proper shout out to him. So if you want to be cool like Triple Nine and Philippe, head on down to my Patreon. I've left it in the description if you're watching this on YouTube. Or it's Patreon slash Notes Reviews if you're listening to this on your podcast. And that kind of goes into my next note of... Uh, Hey, we're on YouTube. So if you want to check this out on YouTube and you haven't already, uh, it's the usual quid pro quo. Uh, it's a little bit harder to find, but uh, if you search one of the titles of the um, the episodes like Yes and Billy Talent, such as this on quid pro quo, I'm sure you'll be able to find it out. We're all pretty tech, tech savvy. And if you're watching this on YouTube, hey, we've got a podcast as well. So a little bit of cross-examination on that side. Uh, so please head on over to Patreon slash Notes Reviews. It really helps me out. Uh, it keeps the lights on wherever I'm at at the moment. And uh, yeah, it's just a good time. Uh, and if you haven't uh, followed my other stuff, I've got my tabletop role-playing game stuff. That's over on Notes on tabletop role-playing games uh and my usual music reviews on notes reviews and i think i that covers the whole gummit of it so let's dive back into this uh podcast find out what banana thought about yes and what i thought about billy talent let's dive back in Sorry about that. It is all good. I am having myself a zero sugar mango Pepsi. Ooh. Because <laughs> I'm feeling fancy after that album. It was very fancy. So we're recording. Is that all right? That's totally fine. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Um, so with your fancy drink, how, how was it? How was your deep dive into the Yes album? So... Um, it was very different from what I <laughs> what I know of yes. Okay, okay. Um, and I guess I should, I should I should probably mention this earlier. I had the impression that yes was like a dad rock band. I mean, you're not wrong in that <laughs> like, you know, like Roundabout and um, what I've seen all good people. Like the really big 70s stuff is pretty. It's so weird to call it dad rock because I'm so used to calling it classic rock, but I mean, they change all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, like those are kind of their earlier stuff from like the early 70s. Um, mm -hmm. And so this is their progression. And I think on this album, they like retreated all the way to like Northern Europe and just spent a couple months up there to record this album. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it's it's it does kind of like their roots are from that dad rock, classic rock progressive rock styles but this one's a little bit different right 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 yeah. yeah yeah i really liked the first track uh yeah. going for the one that was like i think that was my favorite and then awaken was the second favorite mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and then it was like a tie between what's it like track three and four or something like that it was like uh, yeah turn of the centuries in parallel Oh, sorry. No, it's Wonder Stories and Parallels. Those are the two that were tied for me. And then the last one was probably uh, Turn of the Century. 
Yeah, which is so interesting. So was there a reason that Turn of the Century didn't quite do it for you in that sense? I think I'm just not very good at slow music. Okay, okay, that's fair. So like slower beats, I just tend to like not uh, be as interested, but that's because I'm like a high anxiety person in general. So I'm just like, I love anxious music. Right, Um, right. Which is interesting because for me, because especially in my youth, I was very anxious and like suffered from panic attacks and all that fun stuff. But I found those slower music was calming because my world in my head was always like in high alert. So any music that was in high alert, I'm like, I can't deal with this. This is too much. Give me that soft groove. So that for me, turn of the century is one of my favorite tracks just because of the big buildup that we have at the end. But I also can see because it's the slower piece, it not connecting right away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. about you what do you think of the tracks um so yeah um i feel like we'll be going back and forth between the two albums most Mm -hmm. of the time we cover the one album and talk about in into the ground and then talk about the other one but i let's try let's try going back and forth a little bit um yeah um so i i watched the three um like the trilogy so like what is it forgiveness part one two and three Mm -hmm. um so i watched those and they are much more they're a video first and like music second because there's very little music in part two and it takes a while for the music to get going in part one um and it it ends on a little bit of a cliffhanger so i wonder if there's going to be like a part four later on yeah um but i really enjoyed it i like the story i love the setting that we're in i love like for me i love cinema as metaphor um so like i love a lot of like darren Ariosky's videos and i love a lot of like the weird 70s stuff like um the holy mountain where like what you're seeing on screen is really not what's going on like it's all Mm -hmm. like metaphors so i liked a lot of the stuff that was on here in that video sense of like eat the salt you are the salt eat the corn you are the corn drink the venom you are the venom and like that kind of stuff like you are what you eat you are what you consume um and the music itself very much like you i thought that billy talent was much more of like the aggressive screamo music Mm -hmm. and that really wasn't what i was getting i was getting like the harder rock stuff from like that early 2000s um and so when i dove into the album proper of billy talent 2 I was getting a lot of the foundational sounds from more of the hardcore metal stuff that we have today from bands like Protest the Hero and um, Cambrian, Cambrian and, oh shoot, I can never Cody remember. and Cambrian? That's the one I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah. Like those styles that were 
like really being played with in the 2000s and 2010s. Like I'm feeling a lot of that groundwork on that. And I guess I was hope, well, not hoping, I was expecting a lot more hardcore stuff on this and I wasn't getting that. And I'm like, oh, I'm pleasantly surprised. Uh, so yeah, it was like a very, inter very interesting like expectations and reality aspect to that. Yeah. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I also wonder if it's because like we have like our ears have grown up, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> a little bit mm -hmm. as well. So maybe like, you know, what we remember as kids or what we remember, you know, listening to before is like completely different from what, we what we're, you know, hearing now. Yeah, for sure. And it's also like the musical landscape has evolved and changed. Like as mm -hmm. much as, as much as we no longer have like a spirit of the time or like a zeitgeist of, uh, a decade, right? Like the 80s music sounds so much different from the 70s music. That sounds so much different from the 60s music. Like music from the early 2000s doesn't really sound all that different 20 years later from now. Like there's still mm -hmm. bands that sound very much like Billy Talent um, and that, that kind of harder edged rock because maybe for me, I always thought that Billy Talent was, as I mentioned before, like a screamo band um, mm -hmm. and that wasn't what I was getting. And so Whereas Screamo is much more dated in that mid 2000s, you don't really hear those bands anymore. But yeah. like I very much heard a lot of today's bands in the Billy Talent that I was listening to with that that second album of theirs. Yeah, I think yeah. that was definitely my favorite album out of all of their music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I can definitely see how you were saying it's a very visual album because I could see how a lot of these would lend their hands very well at being like a music video. Right, yeah. Yeah. yeah like, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, moving back to Yes for a second, uh, you said that your favorite tracks were going for the one and Awaken. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think like this, this has to do with like the visual element as well, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. like I, I picture like going for the one is like taking a trip to Vegas. Like that's what it felt oh, okay. like to me. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Like, like Vegas in a way that like you're going there and you have you have a destination in mind you have like a job to do but then it ends up like going awry that, that's mm -hmm. like sort of what's going on when I hear it yeah um and like Awaken as well like Awaken is a little different that's like a totally different storyline but that's what I mm -hmm. felt like when I was listening to this yeah. And I mean, I've never really been to Vegas. Like the closest I got was California. Um, but I, I can imagine it's th that overabundance of stimulation. Uh, mm -hmm. And with going for the one, once we get to that final course where they're basically just like listing all these different things and it just becomes more and more and more until it finally resolves at the very end. I feel like the Vegas experience would be very similar in it being very overwhelming and overabundance of the stimulation until finally you're like, oh, okay, it's all kind of clicking together with either a show or, I don't know, something else that's in Vegas. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
like with Awaken, it was like it it was like very cinematic too, right? Mm-hmm. Like the music felt very cinematic. It's definitely longer, but like it didn't feel that long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's one of my favorite things about Awaken because you really have two acts in Awaken. You have that first act that has its full, you know, setup, payoff, and then ending. And then it goes into the second half that does the exact same thing. Uh, and it is very cinematic. Um, I think that the word that they used was symphonic, but it's. Ooh. Yeah, it's, but it's still very uh, applicable because it is cinematic. It does have this, excuse me, storytelling aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think it's really interesting that like these songs or I, I like it when musicians, you know, make music that is visual without the visuals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like uh, just to go back to Turn of the Century because Turn of the Century is my second favorite track off of this. Um, I feel like that track for me is very visual and I've since I've started listening to it, I have a very crystal clear visual of what takes place. But Ooh. it's like just for me, right? Like um, I don't think that there's like an actual storyline that's going through it. But for me, I always picture at the very beginning, it's two people that are like, chance passing on the street and then it flashes either forward in time or back in time to this big masquerade ball where people are like dancing around and getting to know each other and then it's those same two people that meet on the dance floor and slowly start to dance but then this is where I guess that instrumental piece happens where they leave the dance floor by like basically starting to float and then fly up into the clouds. And then you have this big climax and explosion of sound where they're literally dancing on the clouds. And then they slowly start to drift back down onto the dance floor. And then the camera zooms back and they're back on the street passing one another. And then they turn to glance at each other as like a recognizable kind of like, I think I know you. That's really cool. (laughs) Yeah, so that's my whole like visual mind playing with the music in that sense. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It it strangely like both of these like bands that we've chosen have similarities in terms of not necessarily like musical style, but like style in the way that they portray their music. Yes, I agree. I agree. Like, and this is one of my favorite things about this podcast is like finding how very different musical style styles like interconnect and Mm -hmm. have links. Um, Because I agree, like, uh, I had written down a number of tracks on here that I felt very visually, um, like Pins and Needles, for instance, was a very visual um, track and having this really nice softer flow to it. Um, and kind of being sandwiched between some of the harder tracks. might be my favorite track off this album i i love the progression of it because i love tracks that change and evolve and end somewhere very different than where they started at and i love that 
progression through this. And I think if I sat down and listened to it more, I could feel my brain starting to come up with some storyline to enhance whatever the music was telling me. Um, and the final track that I, I wrote down that I really, really enjoyed was Where Is The Line? Because um, I love the great guitar bridge uh, that kind of centers this track. Yeah, those were the ones. And then I did keep my ear out for, um, what was the one that you liked? That was Falling Leaves? Oh, I liked Falling Leaves. Fallen Leaves. Fallen and then leaves. there's um, uh, Devil at the Midnight Mass. Yeah, that, uh, I, yeah, I said it was the last track, but the last track is the demo version of that. It starts oh. the album off with Devil in a Midnight Mass. Um, and it does a great job of opening up the album. I thought, mm -hmm. like, it... it prepared me for the music that I would be hearing throughout the rest of the album. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wonder also, like, if this has anything to do with us being, like, role players, like, people who Maybe. play, like, role-playing <laughs> games, like, we're just like, oh, yeah, okay, I totally see this. This is yeah. definitely, like, the vibe that this thing would happen. Mm -hmm. Like, this mm -hmm. is how our movie would take place. <laughs> yep. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like, this is the people that will be um, filling out the story. This is, like, the beats that I'm hoping to hit. This is how the characters evolve and change and the conflicts that they will have to come into for sure. I'm sure that really plays a part in maybe like the, the visual theater of the mind that we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. recently learned about, um, I was like watching this video on um, aphantasia and hyperphantasia, which are okay. like the two, are you familiar with this? I'm not, no, educate me. So, okay, this is really exciting and okay. like really interesting to me. So aphantasia or fantasia in general, or I think it's called fantasia or like, you know, it's probably got like a fancier word than that. I call it fantasia because it sounds cool. Yeah. Uh, but um, basically it's the idea that uh, you can see things in your mind. So you have like a theater of the mind, right? Yes, yeah. And yeah. you can like visualize things. Mm -hmm. um, hyperfantasia is like, the extreme form of that where you can actually see like lifelike images in your head. Okay. So like yeah. everything, you know, you can make stuff up in your head uh, to a degree that's like extremely lifelike. Right. In Fantasia, uh, I realized, uh, you know, watching several videos on it, um, are people that don't actually see anything in their heads. Like they have okay. no, um, they can't like form images or they can't even form like, you know, anything that's uh, that's like a theater of the mind type of mm -hmm. uh, thing. So it's really interesting. Like, I, I wonder what music is like for people with aphantasia. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, thinking about that, I also wonder, well, I'm sure it works uh, auditorily because like when you're reading, you have a voice in your head reading to you, mm -hmm. um, or at least maybe 
like I have that. So I, I remember when I was in my undergrad and I was taking like six courses at the same time and I had to keep all the different disciplines kind of separate. I would read the different textbooks with a different celebrity's voice so that I could call upon that information by thinking about that celebrity. So like, that's why for me, cognitive behavioral therapy will always be in Steve Buscemi's voice. <laughs> like that's whenever hilarious. I, when I was studying that in my, my uh, later undergrad, that was like my entire <laughs> focus. But then neuro, neuro cognitive behavior is all in Edris Elba's voice. So like, I've got these two very distinct uh, characters where I'm like, okay, when I need to remember about CBT, it's all Steve. But when I've got to remember about all the different lobes in my brain that I'm calling upon Edris. So that's a really good way of rem remembering things. Cause like, I, I always find it hard to like remember facts and figures and all of that stuff. So mm -hmm. I feel like this would be like the easiest way for me to remember <laughs> yeah. something. Just like pretend it's a celebrity teaching you all this stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was perfect. Especially for recall. I was just like, Oh, what is it? Okay. Think about Steve. Think about Steve. Okay. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. 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 But that is so fascinating about like being able to like picture something in my brain and then those who don't. Right. And I wonder if yeah. when they listen to music, cause very much like Fantasia, the Disney movie. Whenever I listen to music, mm -hmm. it's either images or full on stories, or sometimes it's just color blotches. Uh, but I wonder if for them, is there anything going on at all? Right, yeah. It's such an interesting topic of conversation that I could bring to this podcast now. Like, yeah. what do you see? Is there anything going <laughs> on? I wonder if it's like, like they are, living in the moment like they're not even you know they're they're not even like thinking of anything they're mm -hmm. just like you know I'm, I'm just making a lot of assumptions no, now no, but... like what this might be like but we're <laughs> just like you know you're like actually listening to the music you know instead mm -hmm. of uh projecting like images in your head right yeah that's so fascinating thank you so much for bringing that to my attention because that's oh. such a great thing to think about now yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because for me, uh, if we go back to like Awaken, uh, there is like no like very tangible images when I think of that one, as opposed to like Turn of the Century, which has very tangible. Uh, but I get this like very big, bright ball at the end, especially with that big climax um, where we have that, I call it like the wind up and punch. Uh, with the very last part where there's, you know, they're building, they're building, they're building, there's more and more tension going on. And then we get this massive sound of the organ uh, with everybody playing at the same time. And I just get this massive bright ball. like what's coming to my mind but it'd be fascinating to find out like what's going through other people's heads on that yeah yeah, yeah i wonder yeah mm. I, it's sort of like 
also on the other end of the spectrum, it's just sort of like, what does it look like for people who have hyperphantasia, right? Mm-hmm. So like, if you're listening, and I guess this is sort of different from synesthesia, uh, is that what it's called? I think so. That's where you, is that where you cross senses where you like can yeah, see can smells like, and yeah, like, hear colors? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's, I, I think it's different. Um, and I'm definitely no expert on this. I just like watch YouTube videos and they <laughs> yeah. like put me down a rabbit hole of more stuff to watch. Yeah. Um, but I wonder like what the visuals look like when you're mm. listening to music uh, yeah. with hyperphantasia. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I just create stories just because that's what my brain does. But it'd be so fascinating to find out what other stories people come with like the same stimulus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, It'd be yeah. so cool. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad that you really, really enjoyed uh, Yes and Going for the One. Because um, I was, I, did. I, I didn't want to say I was worried, but like there was a moment where I'm like, oh, well, she's giving me uh, Billy Talent and this is so different. <laughs> so I hope that this connects because there's a very strong possibility that maybe this hippie dad rock strange sounds from the late 70s doesn't quite connect as much quick note i only chose billy talent because i was listening to billy (laughs) talent at the time for that one project right right but i mean it forced me to listen to um an album uh, and a group that i had completely written off because in high school you were either of the camp of you know the billy talents and like the newer (laughs) musics or you were of the camp of like because a theater kid, right? We were only listening to like theater music or very sophisticated music. And it's like, oh, we couldn't possibly dirty our hands with this. <laughs> and I'm just like, that is like, go take a nap. Jeez, that is not, <laughs> good music can be found everywhere. Jesus. Yeah. So. It's like the, I guess the classic version of the E-girls and the Visco <laughs> girls today. I guess so. I know I, nothing about, but I just assume. <laughs> I guess I assume so. there's like an ongoing battle between those two. Camps well, I'm, yeah, I'm sure like whenever within the same format of like two different expressions, you're always going to have, well, our camp is better than your camp. And it's just mm-hmm. like both camps are valid. Let's just all be friends. Like, let's see <laughs> yeah. what they're doing and see what we can improve upon. Like, Jesus. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Banana. This was a fantastic time. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. And I'm, I'm so, glad that I have new music to listen to. <laughs> that's right. Uh, is there anything else you want to promote or let the listeners know about? Because uh, I know that you're doing so much. Oh, um, I do have a new horror tabletop role-playing game uh, mm-hmm. coming out uh, on Kickstarter in September. Uh, it's called Demos Academy, and it is designed by myself, Austin Knight, and Amanda Call. And uh, it comes in a coloring book. So you are coloring things in, uh, drawing out your fears, your your character's fears uh, throughout the game uh, in certain spaces in this coloring book. And uh, basically you're adults returning back to your creepy old boarding school and uh, uncovering fears and uncovering memories and doing all that creepy stuff. That's so, so cool. I love a good horror RPG. Uh, and to find one that's done well is really hard. So I'm very excited to dive into this. I really hope you like it. (laughs) I'm going to be so excited when I, I also realized that we have uh, an affinity for Nicolas Cage pillows. Um, I have two that are on my couch. I'm just going to grab them real quick. Oh, I'll grab mine too. Yeah, yeah, so we can show (laughs) those off. Nicolas Cage pillow party. 
Okay, so I have several of oh, you have several of them too. I oh. do. I have more than one. Oh okay, so I don't know why people keep sending these to me <laughs> for some strange reason. I have several of them. Yeah, and that's it. Like I, uh, full disclosure, I have not purchased any of these. These were things <laughs> that people have given me. So I feel like we give off a very similar vibe. I, I have this one here, which is him as Little Mermaid saying, I can't be I love caged. it. I love that. Um, and then this is the tried and true, my my darling. I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Why is never, no one ever sends me like any cool ones. They always send me the same one. And it's always the sequence Oh, one. it's the sequence one, right. <laughs> yeah. I have three of these. These are three. only two of them, yeah. Holy jeez. So I have three of these sequin ones. And I also have uh, this one because- I love that yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so perfect. Uh, I think that's the, the perfect way to end this, this episode <laughs> with our collection of Nicolas Cage pillows. Uh, thank you so much for coming on once again. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And if you haven't already followed us on Twitter and Instagram, it's always quid prog quo. Uh, and uh, yeah, like, subscribe, do all those fun things. And uh, give some love to Banana. She's been amazing. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Yeah, bye.